Welcome to Season 3 of the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm excited to share with you the stories of clients and professionals on their personal, functional core and pelvic floor rehab journeys, as well as so much more. We're passionate about helping you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Tummy Team Journey podcast. It's Kelly here, and I'm really excited about our interview today. We are um, we're going to be talking to an online client from Papua New Guinea. Her name is Cherith, and uh, she has a really we have a really interesting story. She actually sent me her story over a year ago in an email, and it was so great. And somehow it just got lost in my email, and then it popped up. A couple weeks ago, and I reached out to her, and I was like, "Would you still share your story?" And she was willing to do that. So, thank you for being with us, Cheris. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, I am a 45-year-old mother. I have four children. They're 11, nine, six, and four years old, and I homeschool them all. So, I'm a stay-at-home mom with them. And we actually do live in a remote village in Papua New Guinea. We're missionaries here. And um, there's no roads, so we just have a dirt airstrip where we live. So it does provide some physical challenges, maybe that um, we wouldn't have if we had a normal American lifestyle. But with it also, there's a sense of simplicity that I'm really thankful for to raise my kids here. Yeah, you have a very neat story. And this is what's interesting is when I, I, I can't remember how you heard about us because you reached out before you did the course. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to help you do the course without internet. So how, how did you yeah. um, to hear First, I heard about the tummy team from a friend. When I was pregnant with my fourth pregnancy, she offered to gift me one as a baby present. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need that, which was a very foolish answer. And um, and so later on, when I was at a point of really struggling, that's when she brought up tummy team again. I was like, okay, I need to do it. But at the time, we actually didn't have internet where we live. And so um, we were able to buy a satellite internet later on. And my husband was kind enough, and he's like, the first thing we get when we hook it up is you get to purchase that tummy team program. And so very thankful that he was just so supportive through this whole process. That, that I know I, you told me that another time and I was like, Oh, that is so sweet. And, and, <laughs> and it is, it is like a lot of times people will reach out that don't have great internet. And um, I mean, it's one thing to not be around somebody that does this work. It's another thing to not even have internet to get to a specialist. So I'm glad that it all worked out and you were able to do the course. So which course did you end up doing? Tell us a little bit about your symptoms when you were starting to feel like you have some unique, interesting symptoms um, and kind of what your symptoms were and which course you ended up taking. So it wasn't until after the birth of my third child where I started feeling the effects of childbirth. The first two births went really well, vaginal, easy, in and out. And then the third child, it ended up being like a 30-hour labor, several hours of pushing and ended in an emergency C-section. And the baby never made the final quarter turn in the birth canal. And the doctor said it would have been impossible for you humanly to push her out. 
Well, because of that prolonged pressure there in my birth canal, the next morning when I was allowed to get out of bed, I literally just fell flat on the floor. And the nurse looked at me. She said, what's wrong with you? I said, my legs don't work. Oh, gosh. And and I tried to get up and my legs literally, they did not follow my mental command of move or support me or anything. And so after five days of being in the hospital, we had no answers. And I went home in that same condition. And my husband was amazing. He was my definitely my hero there. And so um, we found out that the baby's prolonged time there in the birth canal actually had injured and damaged one of my nerves. And so because of that, it just took a long time of recovery. I used a walker. I had to go through physical therapy. I had to wear a brace. But it was just a wonderful process of healing and just tons of answered prayers from the Lord. And I was fine afterwards, enough that I was able to go into have a fourth pregnancy about two years later. And that's when I was at my prenatal appointment and the doctor's like, oh, did you know you have some stomach separation? And I was like, no, I didn't know anything about it. That was in Australia. My second doctor's appointment was in Papua New Guinea. And I asked the doctor about it. And she says, oh, that's okay. Yours is so big. Your intestines can just move freely in and out. So don't worry about anything. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's the most bizarre answer I've ever heard. I've heard some crazy answers from doctors. You didn't know after baby number three, right? You, It was during baby four, during your pregnancy, something they noticed. That thing. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So we decided to go with a um, a scheduled C-section for that birth and the birth process went fine. And afterwards, after my six week checkup, I told my doctor, I said, I want to go for physical therapy for this diastasis recti. I don't want to continue this. And my stomach, you could tell obviously was disformed from it and everything and never healed properly. And so he sent me to physical therapy, just a local place down the street. And they had me lifting cinder blocks and doing all kinds of planks for literally minutes on end and push-ups and all of the things that you tell us not to do. I did it all at six weeks recovery from a C-section. Oh, no. So um, it was it was awful. It was <laughs> after the baby was about one year old, I just was just feeling the pressures of having four kids living in a remote location. I also have a lot of thyroid issues. I have Hashimoto's, a lot of fatigue associated with that. And um, and then in November of 21, my back went out. Um, I have a very unstable pelvis and it, I've had tilting problems and rotating problems with it. And that's when I told my husband, we got to get help. I'm just, I can't keep going at this point. Right. Because I imagine, I imagine in addition to the four kids, because of your lifestyle, you, I mean, you don't have a lot of the conveniences of, of right. the American lifestyle you are are you gardening are you having do you have running water what is what are what other physical things are you needing to do in in where you live Right. We um, we do have a water tank that collects rainwater and provides water for our house, but there's just little inconveniences. Like everything has to be filtered. We have to pump water to a header tank above. I do garden. I have some people that help me with that, though, here that live in the community that are a lot better at it than I am. Um, but just not having a microwave or a dishwasher or a vacuum cleaner, you know, those conveniences, you know, having to mix your milk, you know, with powdered milk every day, cooking everything from scratch. Those are the things that just wear you down physically day after day you know there's no quick quick meals yeah 
there's there's not a lot of ways to simplify your parenting and your your housemaking. Um, and on top of homeschooling your kids, a lot of physical on your body and your body never, never had this traumatic experience at pregnancy, you know, birth number three and then birth number four. I mean, the recovery going into birth number four, when anybody has that kind of that level of separation where they are like your intestinal tract is just doing whatever. Right. You know, if you think about your the muscles of your core actually wrap around and they are like almost like a rubber band that holds your pelvis together and your rubber band was pretty much all stretched out. So your pelvis is every which way. And then I, I use the term a lot, parenting postures, and any parent knows what I'm talking about when I say parenting postures. <laughs> we all know those bent over, hunched over, picking up, baby on a hip, all those things we do. All of that, you think about the alignment your pelvis is in repetitively over and over again, and you don't have the stability to hold it in place. I'm, I'm I'm just guessing that you also had, did you have back pain? Did you have sciatica? Did you have pelvic yes. stuff? Um, all of it. Digestive issue stuff? Um, yes. Yes. Okay. So it's all connected, right? And in the moment, you had had some little glimpses of the tummy team prior to getting there, getting the course. So you probably knew that this was connected, but I think often we can take those symptoms piece by piece and put them all together in our head feeling like, okay, I'm a hot mess, completely falling apart. And, you know, how is this? We don't see it as one problem with a lot of different, you know, avenues that it's presenting. We think it's like 10 problems, which is overwhelming. Exactly. It's daunting. So you started the course. Um, you got your you got your satellite. You got your your internet. Your husband got your course, and you started. And was it Core Foundations that you did? It was. Yeah. It was. And so Core Foundations. And tell me how how that went for you. I think the first thing that I noticed when I started taking the class was how many bad habits that I had in my life. Um, one was crossing my legs all the time. And if I wasn't crossing my legs, I always sat on a leg and like, looking back, I'm like, that's ridiculous. But literally I would just flip that leg up and that's how I sat either one under or one on top. Partly a bad habit, but it's partly that your body has probably adopted asymmetrical as normal. So when you sat symmetrical, Mm it was uncomfortable. So you naturally just shifted into a slightly more comfortable position, but without, Mm. you were perpetuating that asymmetrical as normal. Right. And people normal, neutral doesn't feel normal to most people at first. And then once you get it, you can't really go back. That's your hindsight. You're like, what? How did I do that? But that was normal for your body at the time. You didn't know it. Right. And even like, even like when I was doing dishes, I always stood with my one hip, like all my weight on one hip. When I was teaching, I stood behind a podium and I put my foot up on one of the legs of the podium. Like literally everything I did, I kept those hips like that. And I'm like, no wonder I was falling apart. <laughs> you don't know what you so, and 
when I started the course, like you were just saying, every like all of my symptoms. Yeah, I have that. I have that. I have that. Wow. This is all because my core is so weak. And it really was an eye opening experience. And literally, I mean, I just was in 100%. I did every single thing as many times as you said, I was the person that had to count every single thing. And I mean, I had my charts, I checked them all off. And um, it blew my mind, you know, you, when I had a three and a half finger diastasis when I started, and then I didn't check till the halfway mark and literally it was halfway closed. And I, I was like, it works. Like I was just going to follow through. I can't say I believed a hundred percent, but I was on, you know, I was trying and it blew my mind that halfway through the thing was literally halfway closed. And literally when I finished the course, I had maybe a quarter of a finger of an opening and that's it. And um, that was over a year ago. And the Lord has helped me sustain that closure this whole time. And that's okay. what's been really exciting to me. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I don't want people just to have immediate success. I want them to have long-term lasting success. And that's how the course is designed, right? Even though you mentioned, you know, you're checking off your exercises and everything. Most of the course is not really exercises. It's how you're sitting, how you're standing, how you're moving, right? Mm -hmm. Most of what right. I ask you to do is working on your alignment and reinforcing it most all the time. Now, we do need to do some exercises to get the strength and do some stretches to balance out some things. But once you get there, um, we've built in the maintenance program all the every step of the way, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So, and um, so, so now it's it's interesting just the new habits that have been formed. Like I don't sit on our couch. We can't go out and buy a new couch, but now I don't sit on the couch. You know, so when we all watch a TV, I have you know I bring the dining room table and I sit next to the corner of the couch with a pillow, and you know I have a pillow sitting behind me right now. And um, even things like cutting vegetables, I use a lot of root vegetables here and exhaling before I cut, you know, I mean, because literally you could feel your stomach push out on that. So, so many things just throughout the day, picking up my children correctly, holding them correctly, just all of those things that, you know, just little gradual changes. And now I feel comfortable with it. I don't feel like it's a lot because when you first start the course, you feel like you have to think about this 24 seven. It's not a lot of physical work but your mind is exhausted because you have to think, I got to do this. I can't do this. I got to do this. I, no, no, no. And it's like you're fighting yourself continually. And I just want to encourage all those ladies, you can get to a point where you're not fighting those old habits all the time. It feels natural for me to sit with a pillow now, you know? It feels almost better. It sounds weird to somebody maybe not listening. What? You don't sit on your couch? That sounds so uncomfortable. No, actually sitting on the couch is if your couch is not supportive is actually uncomfortable uh, yes. now and, and, and that, that normal flips and, and part of the feeling like you have to do everything all the time, that's personality. Some of that is your personality. And sometimes people oh, yes. personalities will sabotage them. They'll like, I can't think about this all the time. So I always like, okay, pick one or two things that you're going to correct. Once those are corrected, we'll pick the next one or two things. It's a journey, right? And and it is hard. I, I have a similar personality to you. It's hard when I know something is not helping me to continue to do it. But we can't, you know, we can't, we don't have the strength to maintain it right away. We don't have the mm -hmm. to maintain it right away. We have the knowledge, 
but we don't have the we don't have the all the tools yet to like in every place. So I always tell people awareness is 50% of the solution. Once you're aware, you are 50% there. But awareness alone will never get you there because you can know something. How how many people know that smoking's bad for them and still smoke, right? <laughs> you need, you need the tools, the strategies, you know, you need the tools and strategies to be consistent and then you just need time. Tools, strategy, and time are the rest of the recipe. 50% is awareness, tools, strategy, and time is the rest. And time doesn't mean like, oh, it's going to take forever, but it does take some time for muscle to build. It takes time for new habits to form. It takes time for tight muscles to release. You know, it takes mm. and 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 but but you are you are a year plus out. And mm-hmm. there's the things that were took all of your brain capacity at the beginning are most of it probably muscle memory now, right? Most yeah. of you, you might find new things. You're like, oh, I could engage my core doing this too. Or I could, you know, the kids get to a new age or you have a new habit in your life, you know, or something you're now milking goats or something like that you weren't doing before, right? Then you you now think, okay, how would I sit best for this? How would I... And and it, the the strategies kind of become cumulative over time. And I want people to realize that your body is like a machine. And it's not because we have to live in a rehab state. We just want a well-oiled machine that lasts our whole life strong. And and so so having a relationship and a partnership with your body that is going to be a win-win situation is what is what we're really you know, ultimately going for. I love that you found little things like, you know, people don't realize like even just chopping vegetables or picking up your kids, those can be core work. Anything that would cause you to hold your breath and strain or brace a little bit on your tummy could be reversed to exhaling and drawing in your tummy. Even as simple as stuff like I've had clients that are laughers. They just giggle at everything. They laugh at everything. And in the beginning, I can see them laugh and their belly pushing out with every laugh. And I train them to laugh and draw their tummy in. Laughing becomes the best medicine, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because they're laughing all the time and it's a core activity. Um, So we've we've twisted things in our culture to lifting cinder hours of planks. When that's not mm-hmm. the design of our body. So like, what, right. we, how can we use the natural, beautiful design of our body and the, the ingrained um, physical demands of being a mom and being a wife, being, you know, a provider in your family, um, a teacher, all of those things. How can we take those demands and make, make your life work for you instead of against you? That's, that's the goal, right? Right. Right. You'll like this, Kelly. Um, So when I'm teaching, you know, a lot of times you give children instruction and then they have to do it or they have to write on the board. So I use as those all things as my movement moments. And so I do like cool hoops in the class. And, you know, I'm always, you know, I'll do a set of like 10 squats while my daughter's saying her multiplication tables or whatever it is. And, and so I, 
I do a certain amount of exercises in the morning. I have to do about 15 minutes in the morning, about 15 minutes in the evening. And then during the day, I just have like my little move, movement moments. Yeah. And I feel like those have been such a key for me. And um, it's kind of funny because my oldest two daughters are 11 and a nine now. And sometimes they'll tell me, mom, don't do that movement in public, you know, because like <laughs> we'll be standing at market and I'm waiting for the ladies to bring their food and they're all like, oh, I can do this. And they're like, no, mom, no, not that one. <laughs> so I have to learn which ones are publicly acceptable. <laughs> I've had those, I've been on a road trip and we get out of the car and I'll do yes. a modified downward dog on the side of the car, car on the back of the car or a forward hamstring, forward bend, hamstring bend. And my girls would be like, oh, seriously, mom. I'm like, you're in a town on a road trip. I'm never going to see these. <laughs> it's more important for me that my back doesn't hurt, you know? Yes. Yes. That man that's walking by, watching me bent over, stretching my hamstring. <laughs> I think when you have lived with discomfort for so long and pain for so long and you you come to the point where you're like I'm not in that pain then you're willing to do those socially embarrassing things because you're like this keeps me out of pain you know and yeah. so and it keeps me active for my family yeah it keeps me living my life and you know there's plenty of things that are appropriate to do in public and then there's plenty of things that <laughs> You know, th this is what's cool about um, those meaningful movement minutes, or sometimes I call them fitness minutes, or sometimes I call it meaningful movement. Um, what's so nice is it really is 30 seconds to a minute of, of intentional movement that is maybe using your body in a way that the rest of your life wasn't really using those muscles properly. And it just sets you up for success. I think, again, we've built in all of these expectations on ourselves that we have to do these hour and a half long workouts. And that doesn't always work in people's lives. And I actually find that people doing little bits sprinkled throughout the day um, is, is in a lot of ways better for their body. It doesn't keep your heart rate up as high. Like, you know, if somebody needs to get their heart rate up for, for other reasons, um, for cardiovascular health reasons, but I feel like you use it or lose it and multiple times throughout the day introducing movement that makes you stronger. I feel like that carries over in a really practical way. Right. And as moms, we don't have always that 30 minutes to do a cardio workout. So it's better to do something, you know, yeah. so I have 30 seconds. I have one minute. So let's use that, that I've been given yeah. today. You know, it, it, you know, the all or nothing, I say this a lot, all or nothing usually means a little bit of all and a lot of nothing. But if we can flip that to say something frequently or something, sometimes way better. So anything that we do is, is like, you know, even if we're putting pennies in the piggy bank, it adds up. It adds up. And, you know, your kids, your kids, even though they're embarrassed and they joke about it, they are actually watching you do self-care and right. watching you take care of yourself. And they may not need all of those tools right now, but they will someday. And, and my kids are a little bit older than yours. And um, they consistently, they... 
their friends, their boyfriends, their girlfriends, <laughs> you know, they all come to, to Kelly for support and for help. And for like, oh, I have this little ache here. I have this little bit, my backpack's killing my back. You know, I hurt my shoulder yeah. in, in swim practice. I, I did this, you know, and, and they know that not just because I'm a physical therapist, physical therapist, but because they watch me take care of my own body in right in front of them. I don't hide it. I don't hide it that I need to stretch or that it, and when they come to me, I usually say, what's the last thing I told you to work on? And they're like, my posture. And I'm like, and how's that been going? And they're like, not great. <laughs> you know? I'm just like, okay, let's start there. Let's start with, and what's the other thing? Stretching. How you been doing with that? Not great. <laughs> so I'm just like, but these little things and, and let me show you how, you know, I was like, you notice when I stretch, you could stretch at that time too. You know, I think that, you know, it, it seems, it seems um, like what we do sometimes matters more than what we say to our, to our kids. So them watching you live this out um, is, is really powerful. Right. And you know, we have um, gener generational poor posture in my family. And I feel like now I have tools that I didn't have before to help my, I have one of my three daughters is, is adopting my generational bad posture. And now I have tools and we already work on it, you know, and between every subject, the rule is everybody stands up and stretches. It could be you're pretending you're swinging a baseball bat or you touch your toes five times or whatever, but let's just keep movement in our family. Like, let's just make that part of our life, you know? I love that. I love that. You know, one of the things that I realized is that I started doing this work when my kids were younger and um, my, my kids don't really remember me being weak and having, mm. they don't, that they don't remember that version of me. They only remember me standing with strong posture and being strong. Um, and wow. And, you know, so when they hear like the tummy team start story, they know the whole background and stuff. That's a story to them because they were, they were so young um, when I started doing this work that they don't remember those parts. I remember that part and how hard that part was, but they don't remember that. So um, it, it is interesting, like what you are, what you are, um, you know, giving off and, and teaching your kids in this process. And one of the things that, you know, a lot of moms will prioritize everything for their children before they prioritize care for themselves. Mm -hmm. I try to tell them that care for yourself is care for your children. Because when you feel, when you take care of yourself, you now have an abundance to give to them, but also you're teaching them how to care for themselves in the future, teaching them what, motherhood looks like it is sacrificial and it is, you know, self care. There's a combination that are both important. Right. Right. So as I finished the, um, the first class, I actually still had just some leakage issues and my pelvis still actually was not stable. And, um, at that time we went back to America for a break and, um, chiropractor couldn't help my pelvis every 24 hours, it would be out again. And I finally actually ended up going to an active release therapist. 
and through literally just basically squeezing my muscles that were all in my hips and my pelvis and my glutes, he was able to release my pelvis and it sat straight for like the first time in really years. And um, I went through a process of about three months with him and was able to become pain free. And now using the tools that you have given and some things that he's given, my pelvis has been able to sit stable. But um, I went ahead then this year and I did the floor of the core add-on. class and um I was I just finished it about a month ago and just very thankful um I'm that person that sabotages themselves with having to follow every detail. But at this stage of my life, I was had a hard time with keeping up with floor of the core. So I was able to, I would say I had about 25% improvement, um, but I still have the exercises. And as time allows, I'll continue on that journey. Um, But, you know, one thing with my pelvis, as soon as the therapist was able to get it sitting stable, immediately some of my issues cleared up. You know, just having that tilted pelvis all the time. I mean, your incontinence is almost uncontrollable, to be honest. You know, so having that sitting straight was my first step in improving my incontinence and then going through the course and then still got to keep working on that, you know, um, core and that core muscle. And um, like I said, I have about 25% improvement. And so I've been really encouraged with that. Um, the one thing that I really liked about the class is that you add a lot of that myofascial release into it. And I think that's so easy to skip over, but if I could just encourage the ladies, those muscles get so tight and that was my problem for years. I had back pain and a tilted pelvis. And just if we can maintain a good myofascial release in those areas, there's a greater chance that we can have a stable pelvis. Well, I think the thing is when your core is weak uh, at that instability is, and, and you have some hypermobility with some of the stuff genetically that you have going on, right? You um, have a, some hypermobility that the muscles around the pelvis were meant to be stable, not jellyfish. We're not meant to float around and be tossed around by every wave, Right. And so your body used a lot of tension to try to hold you stable, but you weren't aligned right. So that tension was holding you in place, but in the wrong place. And, and the mm-hmm. core work that I, I do can, and the releases can help with a lot of that, but you just needed more. You needed, be, your body didn't trust it, the stability enough to release or even your core strength enough to release as much that needed to be released. That's where it's really nice to like, we'll, we'll sometimes um, talk about like this kind of trifecta of care where you will work with like maybe a chiropractor, a massage therapist, and a PT. The chiropractor can kind of help put you in alignment. The massage therapist can release the muscles that keep pulling you out of alignment. And then I give you the strength to maintain the alignment. Yes. Kind of, you used a different type of therapist that was kind of a combination of the chiropractor and the massage therapist kind of in one kind of helped with the exactly and the release. And then you have this strength component to now maintain what it is. The floor of your core course is it's a lot of information. I usually encourage most people to do core foundations, which is also a lot of information, but floor of your core goes down a lot of different paths because there's a lot of different types of pelvic floor dysfunction and um and it can it's emotional 
it's emotional. We have a lot of emotion in those muscles. Um, and there's a lot of tension that's happening down there. Um, the tension in our jaw, in our face, in our neck is also like the tension mm-hmm. in our pelvic floor. So if you've been dealing with a lot of stress or you've been powering through some symptoms, it's held there. It's it's takes some time. So what I like is that you've seen some improvement and you know the the pelvic alignment is a key component for you. Now, remember what I said before, you have the awareness, you have the tools, you have the strategies, and now you need the time. And, and mm-hmm. you don't have to, don't sabotage yourself. You don't have to be all or nothing. You can pick, you have ever, all your notes, you can pick, you know, one or two things that you're going to focus on for the next three or four weeks. And then we'll add one or two other things, right? And find your priorities, find the things um, and right. priorities for people sometimes are the most annoying symptom you want to work on for first or the one that's easiest for you to do. I want you to find some success. And so sometimes the one that's easiest for you to do is the first one you need to do. Um, and, and kind of working, working through, through that. And over time, I, I think it's weird because we think as women, as we get older, it's just going to get worse. No. If you, my my pelvic floor is stronger at fifty one than it was at forty, significantly wow. stronger and not tighter, not not clenchy, but pain free, strong, reliable, resilient at fifty one, entering menopause when everything should you know fall apart. Yes, I feel stronger now than I did at forty one. So that's great. And, and, and I am, yes, obviously this is my business. I do this work, but I am not, I'm not crazy. I'm just consistent and consistent doesn't mean I'm perfect all the time. I'm not, I make all kinds. I sit in bad positions, watching movies. I, you know, I do do the wrong things multiple times, but I would say a good 80% of the time I make, I make the best choice for my body and 80% is way better than 0%. (laughs) I tell tell people 20% is way better than 0%. 50%. Just pick anything. Don't feel like it has to be 100% or it's zero or you'll get nowhere. What, What step is reasonable for you to do now? Because the ages and stages of your kids change your circumstances change and you may be in a situation where you can do more or you need to do less at at the next little season. So you just be flexible with yourself. You're on this journey with your body and, and really just think about what, what is, what is sustainable for me right now. And I'm going to invest in that. And, and it does, it pays off. It pays off. So don't give up. Don't give up. You made so much progress. Don't give up. I feel like, you know, when I took the floor of the core class, I was definitely at a very unstable point in my life physically. And I was just like grasping for help. And now going through the floor of your core class, I felt stable. 
but I just needed more help. And the floor of the core class is wonderful, but it even takes you beyond where you currently are. Several times in the class, you'll say, okay, I know you're not ready for this, but this is the progression that you're going to have to do. And yeah. so those are things that I still have the notes on. And hey, I haven't gotten to step two yet, you know, but I'm at step, you know, so I know that what's coming still, you know, and I do desire to still keep moving forward with those. Yeah. And, and, and there's just different seasons. There's just different stages where you can do a little bit more and, um, and, and work on things. And, and honestly, sometimes just doing the same thing and not progressing to the next level, but being consistent over time resolves a lot of things as well. So, you know, I, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's fun to watch people in, in an individual way make um, things that are really like this one thing changed everything for somebody and this other thing changed everything for them. And, you know, I just encourage people that are going through the process to, um, you know, to just listen to what your body is saying and how it's responding. And when it's responding well, go down that path, you know, and when it's saying, I'm not quite ready for that don't force it. Don't force it. Exactly. We'll get to that part. Um, but you know, like sometimes it's just like, take the open doors, you know, <laughs> and, and there's going to be a smooth way forward. Um, and, and then those other doors start opening up too. But yeah. Yes. That is great. So what else do you have anything else you want to share with, with our listeners? Anything that we didn't talk about? Um, I think we covered everything and um, hopefully I'm going to go ahead and move into the next course. What's our next one? Smart fitness. And so I'm looking forward to doing that. And um, I do a lot of things with the band stretches and just continually fighting these shoulders. Let me tell you, <laughs> they just want to slump. You're going to enjoy that. You know. course. It'll probably be one that you can do with your kids as well. You're going to enjoy that course because it's very, uh, it's very step-by-step -step sequential um, and in a way that feels like empowering, but you don't have to go too fast. And and I, I hear time and time again, people in the Core Smart Fitness class will often say, if I were to just watch the video, I would think, oh, that doesn't look very hard. But then when I do the video, I'm like, oh, when you have, when you're breathing that way, and, and engaging that way, this is really hard. <laughs> um, but yes. Hard he in your brain here, not like hard, like you're going to be sore and not be able to walk the next day. It's just that connection and that connection then transfers over into other things you're doing. And it's very empowering to get um, some strength back in all the different parts of your body as well. Because um, things. Right. I. Yes. I love your um, full body workout that you did with fit to be you recorded it that your dog shows up in and um I do I do that frequently and I just break it up I actually have it written down I love the pelvis lifts and it literally circles all the way around my pelvis and that's something that's you know that's a movement I do almost every day just different little knee lifts different directions you know to keep that pelvis moving so um no and and you say that in that video if you're not doing this it looks like you're doing nothing I'm like I'm doing it good I'm glad I'm glad that you um I'm glad that you were able to access this I'm glad that you are able to implement it. And, you know, it is a journey. I always, we, that's why we call this the Tummy Team Journey Podcast because everybody's at a different place in the journey. And I'm really grateful that you were able to come and share your story because 
you've come a long way and you also have some work you want to still do. And and it's empowering to know that there are tools that are achievable and meaningful and you, you can Mm -hmm. really get there. So, you know, one of the things, and I, I think you as a teacher kind of really probably appreciated this, but I do teach a lot throughout the course, a lot about why you're doing what you're doing. And I believe firmly that otherwise people are just going through the motions and they can't really retain it for, for ongoing lifestyle stuff. So when, if you, as you've kind of learned stuff, is there something that you've learned along the way that you wished the younger version of you knew sooner mm-hmm. that you would have known or, you know, that you would tell a, a mom just, you know, maybe on a first baby or a second baby that you didn't know that you wish you had known? Right. Oh, I just feel like there's so many things. Um, one is to not accept our body's weakness. You know, um, when we have pain, when we have issues, when we have leaking, don't accept it as normal, but say, hey, there's something that can be done about this. Um, You know, I have older sisters and my mom and, oh, that's just the way it is. And I remember talking to one friend and she says, just wear a diaper. Your husband will still love you. And I'm like, but this is not who I want to be, you know, and that it does not have to be accepted. You know, and then um, I I think just what we have said multiple times already in this hour as, you know, me as I have perfectionist tenden- tendencies, I think I have to do it all and I have to be perfect at it all. But just to recognize that this is a journey and I am on a lifelong journey to be strong and to be able to, you know, do what's best for my family and for the Lord while I'm here on this earth. And so it's going to take time and that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it is a journey. It's and I and I always encourage people like I've been on this journey for a while, and that I am. I think it it does encourage people to realize that I had a severe diastasis, but also I'm like years into this, and I'm I'm continuing to feel strong um, and symptom free. Or when symptoms pop up, I know how to address them because life life does happen, and you sometimes you know, we're sitting in a car for a really long time, or you, you know, had a lot of stress in your life, and you were clenching your jaw a lot and had some pain here and there. And, you know, knowing how to address those things is really, especially when you live in Papua New Guinea, and you don't have a lot of resources (laughs) to get to like, yes, healthcare, you being, you know, the owner of your own body and being able to, um, treat yourself as much as possible, I think is really powerful. So thank you so much, Cherish, for, um, for being a part of it and for, for (laughs) continuing to do the courses. Um, even, and when I didn't respond after a long time, (laughs) you uh, were determined and I, I'm really excited that you, you know, you are making such progress and that you have hope for future progress as well. And I know that people will really resonate with your story. We're going to share your story during our Mother's Day, um, you know, promotion time and talking about, you know, what it, how, how, you know, motherhood is hard work and how investing in yourself is worth it. And I think you're a really good um, representation of that. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys for joining us again. And um, 
If you want to learn more about what we do at the Tummy Team, check out our website and check out our podcast notes. We'll send some information about the courses that Cherith took so that you can learn about core foundations, floor of your core, um, and kind of just figure out how you can be strong for your life as well. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to find out more about all that we do, check out thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Thank you.